1: Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the USA and Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve.
0: And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 8 of season 2 of The Purge. Holy crap. Yes. All right. so before we jump into that, you have some ratings news.
1: Yes, episode 7 brought in a 0.19 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.487 million viewers, making it the 26th overall cable show for the day. We have some live plus seven season two, episode four tied for 16th in adults, 18 to 49 total gain going from 0.2 to 0.5 for an increase of 0.3, which tied it for 11th in adults, 18 to 49 total percentage gain going from that 0.2 to 0.5 for an increase of 150%. It was 10th in viewers percentage gain, going from 0.547 to 1.101 million viewers for an increase of 101%. Nice. Yes, yeah, still getting over a million viewers in Live Plus 7, so. That's good. I think if they want to give us another season, we shall receive it.
0: <laughs> I think we'd be happy.
1: Oh, yeah. So,
0: this one, it was crazy. Now, I know you're going to give us the synopsis and we'll jump in, but I was wrong. I thought maybe they might backtrack a little. Right. I did not. I was no. a little surprised there. Yes. Because we still have, what, two episodes after this? Yes. Yeah. So I'm really like, what is happening?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, all right, let's jump into episode eight, shall we?
1: All right. For the Sirens, Purge night looms. Ryan and Esme put a plan in motion. Marcus readies for a showdown, then spirals.
0: That's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> so this whole storyline with Ben, I think, kind of proves the point of that teacher.
1: Right. Drew think, Adams.
0: Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. Is that how they're going to connect Ben to some of the others since he's not really connected right now? Right. It's going to be interesting since we still have two episodes after this one. And th- this one, it was just like, I'm watching and there was some, huh? And then a whole lot of, oh my God, moments. <laughs>
1: Yes there was.
0: Like the opening for example.
1: Exactly.
0: This was a So uh-huh. we
1: open with the teenage girl looking for something to wear for purge night as two of her friends help her decide and her friends pass on the princess looking clothing but say yes to a pink tutu. Yeah,
0: then all I feel the like dominatrix stuff added to it.
1: Yeah, then all the spiked collars and bands come out as the girl's father comes in. <laughs> Looking very stunned, but this is just the poor little quaint older gentleman, and he is told to get out by his daughter several times before he finally leaves.
0: Yeah, well, okay, here's the thing. If your daughter has her friends over, I get that you're probably not used to your daughter getting ready for purge. Right. But at the same time, just walked in. The other girl, like, had. Like a shawl kind of covering herself because she was, I guess, partially undressed. Right. And he just stood there and like, dude, okay. Really? You see <laughs> that they're not dressed, maybe back up. I mean, I get it, your daughter, but still, back up. Back it up. <laughs> Throw it in reverse. Come on. I know you're probably more stunned that never seen your daughter dress like this. Right. But again, weird shit happens on
1: Burge at this point.
0: <laughs> I think you should have that figured out.
1: Yeah, you would think. When he does I know if it was my daughter and I caught her like that, I'd want an explanation.
0: <laughs> I'd be mean, like, you put something on and then come talk to me. Yes. Yeah. But don't stand there staring that was getting on the verge of creepy. After
1: us, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then when they pull out their purge mask, take a picture, and they're like, purge? It's like, what is this? Yes. Are they going out to purge? Is there an age limit to purge? I don't even know. I don't know if that's I- ever been explained.
1: No, I don't think it has either, and I really don't think there is a, a law. Anybody that wants to go purge, go purge. Get it out of your system. Right. <laughs> You're
0: just going to send, like, a 12-year-old out, though? I mean,
1: come on. Yeah, and these girls probably aren't more than 16. Right. If that. And we get the sign that says 12 hours until purge.
0: Yes. It's like, oh, wow, yeah, we really didn't go back in time.
1: No, we didn't. <laughs> we actually jumped a little bit. Yep. Even more, from two days to 12 hours. So we check in on NFFA Surveillance HQ, and Vivian tells Curtis the crowds are gathering. And Curtis replies with, this will be a record-setting night.
0: Oh, my God. And then when he sees um, she mentioned something about the the campus killer mask. Right. And he's like, oh, hopefully they'll all get purged. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that to come out of his mouth.
1: Right. Tells her that Esme will probably make her move tonight. And Vivian reassures him that what she did wrong and there will be consequences.
0: Which at this point it's like, oh, is she still helping? Is she not helping? Yeah. Did she drink Kool-Aid? What's going on?
1: Yeah. It sounded very Esme-ish before the last purge.
0: Yeah. It was convincing.
1: Yeah. So let's check in with Ryan and the gang, and we see Doug and Sarah loading the bags for their mission. As Ryan asks Esme how things are going outside, and she looks at her tablet with a police scanner on it, and tells him that there is a lot of activity going on.
0: Which makes me wonder why. Right. Because I mean, this is the night they're like, "Yeah, whatever, do you do you?" Yeah. But is it? That they're looking for her because they assume she's going to be out there, or because they know other things are happening.
1: Right. Well, if they're getting ready for a record-setting night, I'm sure that there's a lot of buzz going on with the police to probably make sure everybody's where they're supposed to be and able to get to a safe place in time.
0: Well, I mean... That's just like the upper politicians from the movies, like the cops, they're all, everybody's on their own.
1: Yeah, very true. Ryan tells Esme that he thinks she's just not quite herself, but she tells him he's fine, and she tells him to take care of the gang and bring them all home.
0: Oh, well, that's sweet. Are you not coming home?
1: Yeah, that sounds like a goodbye to me, almost.
0: I know, that's what I was thinking.
1: Yeah. And Ryan mentions the hackers she's working with. And again, she tells him she's okay. Something's up here.
0: Right. What else are you planning?
1: Yeah. And Ryan tells her they will leave the country once the job is done and be done with the purge. Well, they're hoping. Yeah. Now, Doug and Sarah call them downstairs for a pre-job ritual of dropping a knife between their fingers. (laughs) Oh, really now?
0: Yeah, that just looked really fun, didn't it? Yeah. What the heck is happening?
1: (laughs) Of course, Esme thinks it's crazy as Doug drops the knife on Sarah's hand as Sarah's about to, and of course, right between the fingers, and then Sarah is going to drop the knife on Ryan's hand, but Esme takes her hand and takes her place and is successful.
0: Which is surprising. I mean, I guess you're just dropping it, but... Still, surprising. Yeah,
1: to know that you got it lined up just right is, oh, no. Yeah,
0: yeah I don't mm. think I could do that.
1: No. Now, of course, Ryan grabs Esme's hand as she's about to get up and says, oh, no, your turn. And he drops the knife and Esme grabs her hand and screams in pain only to reveal that she was joking.
0: <laughs> she got
1: him. Oh, big time, did she?
0: But then we get some not-so-great news for the plan.
1: Exactly, because Esme hears that the roads leading to the airport will be closed at 5 p.m. instead of at Purge. Not good. So Ryan calls...
0: That former chief that I don't think any of us trust.
1: Andrea, telling her they have to talk. So the gang meets with Andrea, who informs them that she would be... Tagged for making the call to move security so she can't do it. And Esme lets them know she has an idea.
0: Uh, But Andrea brought in that really douchebag guy who I thought was going to blow the whole thing because he was looking at Esme going, Is that who I think it is? Like, oh, we'll we'll just do this. Yeah,
1: Yeah, we can get just as much money as we're getting for this heist.
0: (laughs) Well, I think at that point they hadn't put out the bounty on her.
1: Right, they hadn't upped it at least.
0: Right, so... Even Andrea's like, stand out. It's like, oh, right. she, she knows it's even more money.
1: Yeah. So later on, Esme calls Vivian, telling her she needs her help. Now, unlike Esme, when she got up to run out of there and just said, oh, I'm I got to be somewhere. I'm late. Vivian right. gets up and Curtis asks her where she's going. And she tells him she's going for coffee. And Curtis says, well, we have coffee here. She goes. Have you tasted that shit?
0: Right. She at least played it off pretty well. And then she's like, do you want anything while I'm out? So she's smart enough to know, okay, I have to bring something back. And at right. this point, I think it had flagged. They only had three hours till purge. Right. So I'm also thinking it's like, okay, why is he freaking out that she's leaving at three hours? I mean, she's got plenty of time. Even if she's like, I'm going to run and grab a bite. Right. I mean, you got time and they're <laughs> going to be there all freaking night.
1: Yes. So, of course, they meet and Esme tells her to set up a false ping on her and Vivian agrees. So, the gang meets up near the airport and wish each other luck. Sarah and Doug head out in the Humvee and Esme leaves on Ryan's motorcycle so she can wear the helmet and not be identified.
0: Obviously, she's learned to ride in this time.
1: Yes. Now, of course, Andrea, being the bitch she is, Sends Reynolds to join Ryan, which just pisses him off.
0: Right. And when I was writing my notes, I'm like, another double-cross? Yes. Thinking that Andrea and Ryan, or yeah, Reynolds, Reynolds are going to double-cross Ryan Ryan. and the rest of her crew.
1: Right. It was either that or just to make sure that Ryan didn't double-cross them. So, Vivian initiates the false ping. As armored trucks pull into the airport. And of course we see the officers leave and go after what they think is Esme. And Ryan and Reynolds gets in his truck.
0: Oh yeah, but Reynolds is getting pissy. It's like No, it's too early because at this with them it's what? 30 minutes to purge. Right. And he's like, We're not going anywhere. I know Ryan's like, what are you gonna do? Shoot me before the purge. Yeah. And I'm thinking well he's a cop. Can't he do that anyway? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, in the world of the purge I feel like even if the cops took you out before the purge, it's not going to be... Nobody would ever
1: know. Right. Right. Nobody would ever find out. But Ryan hauls ass and sets off the EMP earlier than planned, and he and Reynolds fight in the truck.
0: This fight. First of all, I'm like, okay, You're, you're trying to drive and fight with him one hand and not get shot, as you have Andrea in your ear screaming through the headset, basically.
1: Right. And what
0: the hell is going on? Uh, what did you do? And it's really interesting how it's all going. And then, holy crap.
1: Yeah. He's able to kick Brian almost out truck. At least his head is hanging out. And he sees a dumpster ahead and guns it.
0: Yeah, When he's just like, don't do it, man. And Reynolds, instead of looking. Right. Reaches for that gun. I gun. guess you should have just not done it, dude. Yeah. Tuck and roll, something shit. (laughs)
1: Because Ryan avoids hitting the dumpster, but manages to take Reynolds' head off. It was gory. Yes.
0: (laughs) Just like when they come back, his door is missing, and there's just blood all over the place.
1: Yeah. He kicks the
0: body out and heads out. I'm guessing there's no cameras there to see what happened before Purge?
1: Yeah, I don't know. So, of course, later on in the evening... Andrea knocks on the door of one of the armored trucks, saying that she needs to reroute them as the sirens start to go off. You're wondering, what the hell's going on here? Right. And then we see machine guns coming out of the trucks and just start firing on Andrea's team, killing all of them.
0: Because that second before, she's like, jackals. I was like, oh, okay.
1: That's why Ryan wanted the names of all the jackals. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you sly dog, you.
0: I was surprised. I will tell you
1: that. Yeah. And of course, Curtis tells Vivian that it's okay that it was a false sighting as the bounty on Esme has gone up.
0: That was a lot. Dude, what was it was a 500000
1: Yeah. Because we see Esme stopping on the bike and we see a sign with her picture on it reflecting in her face shield. You go, what the hell? And as she... Puts it back down and drives off. We see the sign saying, half a million dollar dead or alive.
0: Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's probably not good.
1: Right. And we see Ryan meeting up with Sarah and Doug. He apologizes for being late, but they say, no, you ain't missed anything yet. Right. (laughs) And you go, okay, what's going on here? And then we see some purge punks thinking they're going to get their attack on by rolling up to the group until Sarah and Doug show them their guns.
0: Yeah, that was <laughs> so funny. They're just cool. They're like, yeah, nice truck. Really, kid." Yeah. <laughs> you, your, unless you got a lot of stuff hidden beneath those, like, tight clothes. You got your skateboards and, what, you had baseball bat or two and, like, a chain. Right,
1: chain, yeah. <laughs> they didn't have enough to take on anybody with a gun, much less machine guns.
0: And then, which really surprised me, what we see next.
1: Yes, because Ryan asks if the bus is left, and they tell him not yet, and we find out it's the previous purge prisoners being loaded up on a bus and taken to be purged.
0: I just assumed they were doing it at the prison.
1: Right. They very well could have
0: And. Like right when the sirens went off, because we're this is a little bit later, I feel. Yeah,
1: it is. We're probably a good half hour to an hour into the purge, but no, I guess they take them to a they probably take them to that stupid um, carnival we saw from last year.
0: Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that.
1: And Ryan looks at his friends and says, Let's go get our friend back as they jump in their Humvee and follow the bus.
0: Now, Does Tommy see them? Because it looked like he did.
1: Yeah, I think he did, but he wasn't going to give it away. So I think he kind of got a side-eyed look and saw them and didn't turn his head to bring any attention to himself. Oh, okay. Because there's got to be several guards on that bus.
0: I mean, I only see one, but that doesn't mean anything. Right.
1: So we go check with Marcus and family, and earlier in the day we see... Marcus and Darren leaving the house with some food. Look like one pie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like, oh, yeah, thanks for bringing like a 9 by 11 casserole for all right. the people that are going to be here.
1: And Darren makes the comment that they have gotten closer than they have been in years. And Marcus assures him that he will keep him safe. Now, as they're driving, Marcus tells Darren that he thinks they have a flat tire and pulls over. He asks Darren to check it out, and he gets out as well with a giant pipe wrench in his hand, and you go, what the fuck?
0: I was trying to figure out, I'm like, is he trying to knock him out? Because that could kill him. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? But then he breaks his kid's arm, which I know, oh my God, I cringe. Oh, Especially, absolutely. Like, the sound, you hear it's like, oh, oh God.
1: Yeah. That was the snapping of a very large bone. Oh.
0: And, I'll, and Darren is surprisingly calm. I'm sorry, I broke my collarbone, and it wasn't that big of a hit. Mine was in football,
1: right? <laughs>
0: and and <laughs> I was crying. And yeah, he's just like, "What did you do? What? Why are you not a little bit more freaked out in pain?" I don't know.
1: Yeah, he just props himself up against the tree nearby.
0: Yeah, just like oh, it hurts. No, that's how I act when I get a paper cut.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Marcus tells him that being in the hospital is the s- safest place for him, as the NFFA isn't even allowed in the hospital during purd. Uh, I still don't. Think yeah, that right. Uh, I don't think that would stop them either. So later, we see Marcus taking the food to Tanya, and she asks. Darren is safe, and Marcus informs her that Darren is in the hospital. So she thanks him and assures him that Darren will come around eventually. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see if that happens. And later we see Marcus and Michelle getting prepared for the purge as they discuss trying to make their relationship work.
0: I still, I don't know, the way Michelle is coming off, Right. I still kind of feel like, I don't know, maybe she knows something.
1: Right. Something more. Right. And, of course, we see the announcement roll on their TV. Well, before that, the security system goes off, and it's Tanya and a friend who have come over to help them out. Marcus goes, why aren't you back in the neighborhood? Tanya tells him, they've got enough people to handle it. We needed to come help you. Then we see the screen with the announcement scrolling on it. The sirens go off, and Marcus notices that the bounty has been dropped. Yeah. But when he pulls up the security camera, he sees Clint and others armed and heading for the house.
0: Now I have to ask you, okay, so before that, when the ex-wife comes over. Right. And she happens to, like, hug Michelle. Now, okay, there's a lot of exes who have good relationships because of kids. And right. even relationships with the new significant others. That's great. But did you get a weird feeling when her and Michelle hugged and she says, family has to... What did she say exactly? Oh, family has to stick together. Right. Or they're just kind of like shaking their head, looking at each other. Like, I see, I doubt everything. I blame, right, yeah. I blame <laughs> for this. But, yes. like, I just had a feeling like, are they in on this? And, like, it just felt weird. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I wasn't sure.
1: Right. And that still is a possibility because Tanya couldn't tell. Marcus, anything about the person who came up asking for about him right. over the summer? I mean, that wasn't that long ago. Come on, you should be able to describe the guy fairly easily. I mean, how many people come to your house asking about your ex husband? Come right, on. I
0: right. just like—is there yeah. more to this than we thought?
1: That possibility still exists, and it wouldn't surprise me if it happens. Oh, so. That all that leaves us with is our psycho killer, Ben.
0: Oh, my God. That
1: dude. Yeah. Now, Neil is telling the last remaining frat brothers that they aren't ready for purge night. And one of the guys replies that Ben should be helping. Because there's only like five or six of them. The rest of them have went home to the safety of their parents' homes.
0: Right. Now, this was still, what, early on when we're at In the 12-hour yeah, we mark had, still. Yeah. Yeah. But hello, okay, if you guys are there, and then the one guy even says something about Ben being really creepy. Yep. And okay, maybe then you don't want Ben's help. You just get everything taken care of. You make sure you guys double-checked everything. Right. Because, hello, you guys are all the ones still there. Yes. Whether Creepy <laughs> Ben is helping or not, I don't know, maybe lock yourself in the basement, something. But make sure your shit's taken care of.
1: Yeah. And Neil tries to explain that Ben's been under a lot of stress with Andy and Kellen's death. And I loved it. You hear one guy in the back go, that was two months ago. <laughs> yeah. go, oh, just get over it. Yeah.
0: Well, that's... obviously there's other reasons he's not getting over it, but dude, that's cold. But apparently yes, in is. this world of the purge, you're not supposed no. to be too broken up when you lose somebody.
1: Yeah. Grief doesn't exist in this purge
0: world. Right. But they're like, why don't you go check on him? So we have, oh, what was his name? Turner go up to check on Ben and see him shaving his head because he's doing it very creepily as well. Yes. I don't know, whoever this kid is who's playing Ben, seriously, I hope you're not forever classified as creepy serial killer guy, but you're doing right. it really well.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's not quite to Chris doll level, but he's getting there.
0: Right. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, we see him shave his head, and we see that, oh, hey, there's a bow in the room. Is that Andy's bow?
1: I bet it is.
0: Yeah, what's with the bow, dude, and why are you cutting your hair? Right. Yeah, okay.
1: Because Ben says he's going out tonight. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, I'm sure this is nothing but good for you. Maybe get out of the room, dude. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So the others finish preparing for the purge and talk about how Ben isn't right. Later, they confront Ben as he is about to head out and manage to get the bow away from him and kick him out of the house. Yo, dudes, this isn't going to end well for (laughs) you.
0: (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, maybe now is not the time.
1: Yeah, so Neil sends one guy upstairs to check on the windows, and sure enough, he gets captured by Ben. Several minutes later, Neil asks the guy at the door, has... The other guy come back downstairs and the guy grows. well, I think so. He don't know. He's been watching the door. <laughs> He's not watching anything behind him. So Neil goes upstairs and finds a window open in one room. Not good. Somebody didn't hammer that plywood in. And the
0: window was open. And I'm like, right. and you're
1: done for.
0: That's all I am yes. thinking. <laughs>
1: Yes, he goes into Ben's room and finds the other guy tied up underneath the blanket.
0: Yeah, what are you pointing at? Really? Yeah. I don't think he snuck a girl up there.
1: No. And Ben grabs Neil and informs him that he purged his brother last year. So
0: that was his brother?
1: Yes, it was. Okay. I was right, yes.
0: (laughs) But I thought when he was downstairs, too, he said something about Andy, didn't he? Basically, he's admitting shit.
1: Right, but he takes them all downstairs, and as the announcement goes off, he has two guys playing beer pong.
0: Yeah, at, like, knife point or gunpoint or whatever.
1: Yeah, bow point.
0: Bow point. Okay, I'm like, he had a weapon, and I couldn't remember which yes. one. Yes,
1: and of course, one kid makes it in the cup, and Ben makes the guy drink, and then shoots him in the chest.
0: Yeah, I, I threw thought- threw the cup, and- Yeah, I thought, because he's like, drink, drink it! I thought there was, like, poison in there or something.
1: Right, yeah. I did, too, at first.
0: It's not any better.
1: No. Now, of course, the the other guy, yeah, the other guy attacks Ben, which allows Neil to get free. And Neil's trying to get the other guy free, but Ben slits the guy that attacked him's throat.
0: Yeah, and then he does that, I'm sorry, and leaves. And Ben's just like, oh... There's the coward I know. And I'm thinking, all right, is that kid on the couch safe now? Is he not safe?
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any of the... There will not be a brother alive in the frat house come the next morning. So, of course, Neil runs upstairs to the open window and almost gets out, but Ben catches him before he can get out.
0: Yeah, and w- when he's holding the knife to his throat, and he just kind of stops and he's like, just do it. I was like, oh. I wasn't expecting that.
1: Yeah, uh, get it over with. I don't want to linger and (laughs) I don't blame. I think I'd probably said the same thing. Just finish me now, get it over with, and so I can die in peace. But Ben tells him he has a better idea. Oh, that sounds so bad.
0: I'm wondering what the hell is going to happen.
1: Yeah, I have a feeling there is going to be a lot of torture going on in that house.
0: Maybe he's going to take him back to, like, that garage or something. Right. I, I just kind of assumed he was going to set up in that garage. Right. I guess we'll find out.
1: Yep. Wow, what a intense episode, and we get two Purge Nights this season. That's crazy. I was not expecting that at all. No, I didn't think they would get all the way through a whole year and into the next Purge Night before this season ended, but. Cannot wait to find out what happens over the next two episodes.
0: Oh, my God. I can't believe there's only two left now. Yeah. been a
1: wild ride.
0: Yeah. Like I said, there was a lot of, huh? What? Oh, my God. (laughs) I feel like there is so much to unwrap, but there's not. (laughs) I mean, that that doesn't make sense. Just because it's like when we started, we're like, okay, what's going to happen? And we're just seeing Ben spiral and spiral and spiral. But my biggest question is, I mean, we've seen him spiraling, so that was out there. And we, we know what's happening with almost everybody in this group. Now I feel like with Marcus, the storyline, the neighbors, I think Clint is really going to get taken out and the rest of them will be like, okay, I'm out. Right. But with Esme, with everything being a big question mark with her, like, what else is she doing? That's what I want to know. Right. It's yeah, like I have. A she got so far in but I, I want to unwrap the rest of it. What's going on? Right. We need to
1: find out what information the foundation is going to get and how it's going to get out to the public.
0: Yes. And will it make it out to the public? Right. So interesting. I can't wait. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it's only two more episodes. But I'm wondering if they're going to somehow run the show into the new movie. So, I guess we'll find yeah, out. That, yeah, that's
1: a possibility.
0: That'd be awesome if they can really start tying it together now.
1: Right. But from looking at what I've seen on the next two episodes, next episode's basically going to be the entire Purge night, and then the title of the finale is 7.01 a.m., which is right at the end of Purge.
0: Ah, uh, so we'll see what happens. The Maybe. final <laughs> moments <laughs> yeah. of, yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm still not 100% sure Esme's going to live through the season.
0: Well, we've lost main characters last season, so I wouldn't be surprised if we lose some this season. Right. Guess we'll find out. Yep. All right. Well, what do you guys think about this episode? Let us know. Shoot us an email at scifitalk at fangirlzone.com or head over to www.fangirlzone.com and you can go to our contacts page and let us know any of those ways. Email, tweets. Facebook, yada, yada, blah, blah. You guys know. And while you're at it, if you can rate review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends. We do hope you're enjoying the podcast and this show, because it's great. <laughs> I love this show. I was surprised how it was going, so I, I really am enjoying how this is this is unraveling. Yes. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fanglass. And I'm Steve.
1: Let's go get our boy.
0: And until next time.